0: Coming up on the Venus Cuckoldress podcast.
1: And I asked her a couple times to hang up and come inside. And I actually got mad. I threw a fit right there by the car window and said, "He's had his turn. It's it's my turn, you know." Wow. And uh, we're we're going inside, and you're going to tell me what happened. You know, I I was so jealous that in my mind it was just about sex. If if she was relating to him as a human being, this was all wrong so cucks if you're listening don't stamp your feet at the car door and if you get a video and you look at it whatever you do don't say he's barely a half inch bigger than me you can't cuck me with this guy who's going through this right now that that his, his wife is having feelings and he's talking about not sleeping at night actually vomiting from the anxiety and and i went through that And I made myself pretty ugly and it was a it was a weak moment in our relationship because my biggest fear was that I was going to lose her to him. And little did I know I was doing everything to chase her.
0: You are now listening to the Venus Cuckolders podcast. A place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to VenusCuckledress.com. You'll find the new Queens Quarters fan destination, book a one-to-one chat with me, listen to the private podcast, and even get access to my secret Snapchat group where I share some of my most intimate encounters. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Venus Cuckolders Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. This episode is a really, really good one. This is the first in a series about cucks sharing their stories about what it's really like to be a cuck. It's their perspective, their stories, and their lessons learned. A guy by the name of Slurpy Cuck is my guest today, and some of you may recognize that name. He's a regular on the Moan app. He's going to share his story, and this episode is so important for Cucks, couples, and partners to listen to. There's so much important information. I'm sure that you'll find it very, very insightful and helpful, and Slurpy Cuck and I will be on the Moan app to do a live audio chat regarding this episode to take your questions, your comments, your feedback, whatever, or if you just want to listen in. You can go to the Moan app to figure out the day and time and of course get notifications directly in the app. And before we jump in, I just have a quick favor to ask if you enjoy this show, and I hope you do please take a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. I'll definitely give you a shout out on the show because I read all of the reviews. And if you really love the show, I would love it if you would consider joining the Queen's Quarters fan destination. On VenusCuckledris.com, there's a ton of perks, and it's because of your support that I'm able to do this show as my full-time job. So thank you to everyone who supports the show. All right, it is time to get into it. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's jump in to this episode with Slurpy Cut. <laughs> joining me on the show today is my friend slurpy cuck i'm so excited to have you on the show and he's going to share his story about what it's been like for him to be in a cuckolding relationship so his perspective welcome to the show slurpy Cuck. say hello to everyone
1: thank you venus hello everybody excited to be here today
0: great and, uh, you've been, you're, you're located in the U S, right?
1: That's correct. In the Midwest.
0: Okay. Cool. Uh, now I first came across you. I think it was on the Moan app and you were participating in lots of conversations there. And I was always really fascinated with what you had to say. And I thought, Hey, this would be a great guest on the show. So what I would like to share with the listeners today is your story. What has it actually been like for you to be in a loving, cuckolding relationship? So I think what we'll do to start is go back to the very beginning and kind of tell the listeners how all of this began.
1: Wonderful. Uh, You know, I I would start by saying that, uh, you know, I'm a very fortunate man to have met my wife and, and we have an amazing relationship and it it was amazing right from the beginning, almost to a point of, we both were thinking to ourselves and looking, looking at each other and saying, this is too good to be true. Each of us was waiting for the hammer to drop and, and we've both been married twice before. And uh, so maybe that's why we were so careful, but at the same time, there was all this energy and electricity between us that was undeniable and, and really... It's, it's appropriate we're recording this on Leap Day because uh, we, we just leaped right into coupling. <laughs> um, and, and in a way, we, we kind of did it inside out. We, we jumped in and then we learned after the fact. Uh, you know, the, the, the beginning of the story starts with uh, not maybe three weeks after we started dating. We had a conversation about porn, what kind of porn we each like to watch. And I recall that I asked her and, and she said, she wasn't going to tell me, and she asked me, and I said, "I'm not going to tell you." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it wasn't much later that that she, you know, had looked on my phone and, and discovered what kind of porn I watched, and um, and so questioned me about it. And ironically, it turns out we, you know, we both enjoyed the same thing, and so we we were excited to experiment sexually with a cuckolding lifestyle and. I guess I started out by saying that we had such an amazing relationship from right from the get go, but we didn't have a loving cuckold relationship. The the cuckolding part of it was, was raw and unrefined because we didn't know what we were doing. And so after our first conversation about the, the porn that day, we started fantasizing about how we would make it a reality. And, uh, you know, that would have been eight or nine years ago, Craigslist was still a thing and we about a month later, we were doing a weekend weekend getaway to Chicago, and uh, as, as we were driving to Chicago, we were searching on Craigslist to find somebody. I remember those moments. They were so it was so exciting, you know, in the car just just looking at these ads and the prospect of, you know, are we really going to essentially have a threesome with with another man? And uh, we were both just giddy like little kids, just so excited and and uh, we found one and, and met up with him that night, and um, you know it was mind blowing for me, and, and I, I, I think my wife enjoyed it very much as well. <laughs> in fact, when I think about it it, it, it kind of leaves me fuzzy headed. I remember her laying on the bed and and you know him getting on top, and she reached out and took my hand and, and the look in her eye, and, and I mentioned this because so many cucks can relate to to this you know the, there was there was some fear in her eyes as well as as excitement and my being in the room because this is a stranger you know and it's it's not comfortable having sex with a stranger and, yeah. and the cup provides that security level that comfort that that there's a connection with with someone at least in the room and um, so it was it was amazing but looking back i can see how maybe difficult it, it might have been for her because it was a stranger and and we loved it, and we, we did it again intermittently. We live in a rural area, so it's, it's difficult to find and connect with people. Over the next couple of years, we would have some, some random meets. And um, after a couple of years, maybe a year, she had shared with me that she didn't feel entirely comfortable having sex with strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it made her feel cheap, or it, it just wasn't uh, the quality experience that she wanted. And at that point in time, I was, you know, for me, it was a very pornographic thing. It was a very all about me and not about her, you know, and it wasn't until it was about a year ago that I came across your podcast and and started to learn what we were doing wrong. So I didn't know back then, but I I was always open to changing things up. You know, what do we need to do to make this work? So we discussed having, you know, that she date people and have a connection with them rather than random hookups. And we started getting on the, what's the name of it? Ashley Madison.
0: You okay. Know,
1: yeah. Find her. And and she met some guys and, and, and had some some dates. And the difficulty was, you know, especially in the rural areas, finding a bull. And I don't even know if we knew what the name was, what the word bull was at that point in time. But uh, it was rare that we found someone that would allow me to be there. You know, they it was just guys that wanted to fuck my wife, you yeah. know? And, uh, and so, you know, that was the beginning of her going solo on these dates. And you know, that was a very, very hard thing for me. Um, the angst was through the roof. And I looked at it as just a necessary evil to live out the lifestyle. You know, today, I, I look at it as it's whatever she wants. If she finds a man that she prefers to be alone with, then that's so be it. If she finds one that wants us together, then so be it. And, and it d- depends on the dynamic between she and he in that regard. And then there was a, a gentleman that she was dating, and he, I don't know how to explain it, but I remember her first, her second solo date with him because the first one was just a meetup, no sex. And the second one was, um, was, was sex. And it, it was about an hour away that, that she had to drive to meet him. And she was gone six hours. And in my mind, I thought, hour there, hour for sex, hour back. She'd be back in three hours. And I think she might have sent me one text or two during that time. I was going crazy. I, I could not understand. I didn't conceive the cuckolding lifestyle to be like that. I, I just conceived that she was going to go have an amazing orgasm with a man who has a larger penis than me. That was all there is to it. I, mm-hmm. in my mind there was not it wasn't about her other than her having better orgasms a mm-hmm. surrogate that our relationship was perfect in every way but she needed that and I thought it was hot to watch it if I could but at this point I couldn't watch it because we didn't have a real bull. And I remember when she she pulled in the driveway I met her in the driveway I was I was so angst up <laughs> and she was on the phone with him and they were discussing this gentleman's adult daughter and some issues that the adult daughter had. And she was counseling him on how to deal with it. And I asked her a couple of times to hang up and come inside. And I actually got mad. I threw a fit right there by the car window and said, he's had his turn. It's it's my turn, you know, wow. and uh, we're, we're going inside and you're going to tell me what ha- You know, I, I was so jealous that in my mind, it was just about sex. If, if she was relating to him as a human being, this was all wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and when I think about it now, I mean, you know, if you're going to live the lifestyle that way, that human being, that other person is just a sex toy, yeah. you know. And from the aspect of my wife's perspective, why would she not want to connect with someone that she is seeing? But I couldn't see it that way. And, and I tell this story because I know that there are thousands and thousands of cucks out there who have gone through the same thing that I, I have. I, I talked to them on the app. I talked to them in those early stages. I talk to them that have gone through those stages and evolved. Um, and, and I talk to some that, that are struggling with it at this point, you know, yeah. the act of letting go. I ruined that moment by throwing that fit. We did go inside and... and <laughs> And I ate the cream pie and we we had sex. And I I think I come in like 30 seconds or a minute. I I have never in my life come that fast before. Just the angst of it was, it was the most powerful angst I ever felt that day. But uh, so with that, that gentleman asked her to come to his house for a weekend. And uh, he had a hot tub and and they, they were excited to, you know, have sex in the hot tub. And oh, I, I do recall one other thing. She she brought home a video. And so she got out the video. And I remember another horrible reaction. So, Cucks, if you're listening, don't stamp your feet at the car door. And <laughs> if you get a video and you look at it, whatever you do, don't say, he's barely a half inch bigger than me. <laughs> you can't cuck me with this guy. That's, those oh, are
0: the no. Words no you didn't did. did you oh yeah.
1: shit i completely ruined the moment you know <laughs> and you know i was just a neanderthal when it came to understanding what this is all about it was all about my my gratification my your my, fantasy my fantasy yes yeah. and and she was the actress in it and i was trying to direct her and um, so jump back to the he wanted her to come for a weekend and uh, i just couldn't fathom that i thought you know what are you are you going to go pretend to be his wife for a weekend you're you're my wife that's not that's not what this is about and ultimately my jealousy and prodding and nagging i mean i could ram- there's it's too long of a story to go into all of it but she she broke it off with that guy and she i remember she she threw her phone down and she said i'm done no more of this you know, like um, done
0: with him, or done with the cuckolding stuff.
1: Done with the cuckolding because of my my behavior and attitude, right? And uh, I don't recall how long it was. Maybe six months. I don't know before before we did it again. And you know, it was with an old friend of hers, and sadly, he wasn't able to perform, and and, and he had he had some drug addiction issues, and. We really didn't know this because she hadn't talked to him in a long time. It was just kind of a random, we were talking about finding someone and she's, and well, someone with a really large dick and he had okay. a really
0: large dick. Uh, she already, yeah. she already knew this about so him. Had sex before, Yeah. Okay. So he checked that box and that's all yeah. she knew.
1: <laughs> and So, you know, she texted him and, and, uh, he, he was about an hour and a half away, but he drove to, to meet us at our home. The kids were gone that night and yeah, he he, you know, he, he couldn't perform and that didn't work out. Um, there was a Black Friday story. We went Black Friday shopping in the city. And uh, we got on Craigslist and found the first first Black man that we had had in our relationship. Met with him. So it was kind of ironic, Black Friday. But uh, he was not very dominant. He was basically a submissive man. And so although it was fun, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't what we were looking for. Right, And... Uh, because he was more submissive and then we spoke more about you know feelings well we, we ran into an old school friend of mine at a bar one night and ended up inviting him back to our house after the bar closed and and uh, we went skinny dipping in the pool and i guess i recall from school in the locker room he was very well hung so it was checking my box <laughs> and they started started playing together not that night even though we were naked but the next time he came to visit us, and and we really played in a threesome scenario, which I love those actually. It's my favorite. But uh, as the as the time went along, she started to develop feelings for him because we enjoyed hanging out together. I mean, we were all three friends. We all three enjoyed each other's company, and uh, you know, at the, this is the the phase where I was setting the rules, as so many cucks do.
0: Yeah, and, lay out and- those rules so that you feel like you're comfortable, right?
1: Yeah. Right, yes. <laughs> Clinging to control.
0: Clinging to those Clinging strings of control.
1: Yes. yes. And so it was, you know, okay, I have to be there always when you two play together. And there were other rules, but the rules got broken as fast as I could make them. And, and uh, for Funny good reason. How that happens. <laughs> yeah, right. For good reason. Um, when you have new relationship energy going on, and uh, the energy exchange in general, uh, but I, I recall. So I work away from home a lot, and and we were she and I were talking on the phone, and she was really wanting to to see him, and so I agreed. Okay, if, if you want to see him today while I am gone, I am good with that. They both took the day off work and and uh, played all day and had a great time, and and connected more. And you know, she expressed, "I am starting to have feelings for him." And we talked about that. By now, we were starting to learn about communication that that we needed to communicate and talk, and I needed to express what made me feel good and what made me feel bad, mm-hmm. and so did she. And uh, I said, "Well, you know, maybe this is the next level. Maybe this is the next step." And okay, I'll accept having feelings versus cutting it off. You know, that was the that was the other option. Is and so then you know the rule was well I have to know every time you two are together or see each other. And she did always share that. I mean there there really wasn't any reason not to. But I know one time she she stopped by his house after work just to say hi or drop something off and she didn't tell me about it and I freaked out about it when I when I learned about it, you know, and it was it was dumb, but it was just one more step in me making making mistakes. Right. Um, trying to control and, and not letting go of the control. And ultimately, then I just said, okay, I'm all in. You guys are in love. You take this relationship wherever you want to go. If we're going to be a polyamorous trouble, then that's what it is. And yet I was still having all kinds of angst. I, I've actually been talking with a. a Gentleman on the Moan app of late, who's going through this right now—that that his his wife is having feelings, and he's talking about <clears throat> not sleeping at night, actually vomiting from the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And and I went through that. I went through a a stage of of that, and 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 just whining to her all the time about breaking the rules, and and you're making me feel not included. And I made myself pretty ugly, and it was a it was a weak moment in our relationship because. My biggest fear was that I was going to lose her to him. And little did I know I was doing everything to chase her. Yeah. You know, so my w- words of advice to other cucks out there when you feel insecure, it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to share how you feel, but don't whine, don't moan, don't complain, and don't try to control it because you're creating your fear. You're making your fear come true,
0: you know. By doing that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because exactly. she's already got a connection with someone else. Why? she's going to go wherever it's most comfortable, yeah wherever and, yeah. and if it's not comfortable with you, yeah she's going to go to him more frequently, and yeah. ultimately, it didn't work out because his behavior started to change because you know he was in love with her, and he didn't want this lifestyle, he wanted her for himself, and he wasn't um selfish about it or manipulative or mean, he just kept whining about it, and mm-hmm. in the end, they ended up breaking it off um. And, and, you know, I think that hurt her and we stopped for two years and, and, and I wouldn't call it stopped. I mean, I think that our conversation is we we're just done with the lifestyle. We're not we're not going to do it anymore. And um, then it was about 13 months ago that I came across your podcast and started listening and learning about letting go, learning about well, all the tools. I couldn't even begin to, yeah, you know, I don't think I have to go into all of them because you cover that in your podcast. <laughs> uh, the point is you you gave me the tools and I started to learn that I needed to change. I needed to let go and let her be in control of this. Uh, we weren't really communicating about it yet. It was a couple months of, of listening to podcasts before I started sharing some of the things I was hearing. And, and she was listening to what I was saying, which told me she's she's at least interested in considering resuming the lifestyle. So I, I told her if we if we do this again, you're in charge. You pick, you you it's whatever you want. And so she thought about that and processed it while I was continuing to to listen to podcasts. And then you said, join the Moan app. And and I had Probably for a month been hearing you say that, but I didn't do it.
0: I talk about it a lot.
1: <laughs> well, so I'm surprised that's only, what, the second time I've mentioned it since since I started, but uh, I was busy telling my story. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm 51, my age, you know, when people talk about apps or the internet, I don't tend to run to them because I try different things and, and I think, oh, that's just not fun for me. I don't, I don't really relate. When I finally did do the Moan app, then I connected with a community of of other cucks and cuckoldresses and started listening to their stories and, and learning a whole new vocabulary. And a cuck can lose themselves. It's it's something that that I haven't I haven't heard mentioned in a podcast yet. But to me, it was that stage when when she was falling in love with that man, and I was starting to look at myself and say, "Well, who am I in this relationship now? Mm-hmm. Am I just a roommate?"
0: Are you important? Are you valuable? Or Yeah, I get it.
1: Right. What is what is my role now? If I accept this, if I let go of control, I have given up my manhood. And you know that's the societal image of what a man should be, the patriarchy. And uh, it was like jumping off a cliff because I there was no roadmap for who I was going to be if I accepted her taking control. Now, I believe there are roadmaps out there and it, it isn't even a roadmap. We are all who we are, but I hadn't spoken to anybody else who – well, obviously, I, I wasn't – we don't announce our lifestyle to everyone. We're a little more free about it these days than we used to be, but I had nobody to talk to back in those days, and and I was terrified of letting go of who I was. And today, I'll tell you that it's, it's like when you finally take that leap, when you let go and let her take control, A – you have to look back at your relationship and realize, well, hopefully you're a strong couple. If you're not, you probably shouldn't be doing this. But when you jump off that cliff, she's going to be your parachute. She's going to protect you, even though you might be feeling, well, she's she's out with somebody else. She has a new man. If she sees you hurting, she's going to come to the rescue. And honestly, I I don't think men are used to being protected by their lady and In in this case, with cuckolding, the lady is going to protect the relationship. You're handing over the control and protection to her because she's saying when she is and isn't going to have a relationship with somebody else. And honestly, who better than the lady to protect the relationship? You can protect other things. Yeah. She's smarter at that than I am, you know.
0: Women are very uh, good at that. Very nurturing.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. But the letting go, it was kind of like I was melted like metal, you know, smelted. Because now I was not who I was and I don't know who I am. And but when they smelt metal, you know, they they it and they skim the impurities off the top and they reforge it. And that's what happened to me after I let go and just sat back and let it all flow. And started to see after I gave control to her and I wasn't in control. I sat back and watched to see where the power vacuums were, what parts of our relationship was she not controlling
0: mm-hmm.
1: because she didn't want to, or it wasn't natural for her. And that's what I then stepped up and started taking control of those things. And we, we have a unique dynamic. It's spoken about often in, in cuckold conversations about the lady being in control or even, you know, female led relationships. Ours is definitely not. I still I still hold a lot of the power in the relationship more so than most of the cucks I talk to. And I struggled with that because I listened to you Venus and you said, surrender, give up control, give up control. <laughs> and I, I honestly took it too far because I wanted to comply. I wanted to do it right. And there was a several months where I really struggled with, okay, well I've given up control, but there's, there's parts of our life that are just a mess because nobody's controlling them.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, Then I started, like I said, stepping up and taking that control over those things. And in the end, things go much smoother for us, obviously. And B, my confidence is, I say this for the other cucks that might be experiencing this losing themselves thing. Being in a cuckolding lifestyle before gave me extra confidence. But after letting go and then finding my place, I have 10 times the confidence that I had then. And it's amazing.
0: You That's know. incredible. So, calling all sex and intimacy illustrators, have we got an interesting case for you? Key Barrett, who wrote the book Locked in Love, is working on a new book and he needs your help. He's looking for 15 to 20 illustrations of sex positions where the submissive partner is locked in chastity. These can be very simple illustrations like an airline safety card or your own unique style. There will be credit, royalties, and a small compensation for each image. Find Key Barrett on Twitter for more details.
1: We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Can you believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast and looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do and it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.
1: I suppose that's the story. And well, I, I'll throw in that. Uh, so it was about July when I found the Moan app. And it was also about July when she then started, when we got on SDC and started searching. And one of the things I've learned listening to podcasts is some suggest, especially if you live in a rural area like we do, that you might have to travel yeah. to find a good bull. And there was one that had advertised in our area. And so we reached out to him and it turns out he had previously been working in our area, but he was not no longer in the area. He was back in his regular home and it was nine, nine hours away. Um, we probably wouldn't have spoken to him otherwise, but we did. And, and there was such a chemistry just in their sexting and texting back and forth that it was very powerful. And and she was very drawn to him and he to her enough that, you know, we, we opted to drive halfway and meet in the middle. And we did. And, and a couple more times, he's actually driven the whole way oh, to wow. and talk about a self-esteem booster for, for a lady, you know, he's, he's almost 20 years younger than, than she. And, and, uh, you know, she's got the mojo and that's, I guess I haven't bragged enough about my wife. You know, she has <laughs> got a power about her, not only sexually, but just in, in life. I mean, all cucks will ramble on about how wonderful their wife is, but mine's pretty awesome. I'm a lucky man. And so uh, um, with that confidence and with and and, and when she, the day she decided to see him, we were standing in the pool and she looked at me and she said, Slurpee, I'm going to do this and I'm not doing it for you. This is this is for me. And uh, it's going to be all about me. And and she also said, and go get your cage and put it on which we had just purchased it. We were just for fun, you know, and, and it was, it was one of those moments I had never felt so cucked in all my life, you know, um, not only was she taking control at that moment, but she was humiliating me, which I was, I loved it, you know, Um, and, um, you know, so I, I did go get the cage, you know, and I'm standing there in the in the pool, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm so turned on. And uh, anyway, she had some great play dates with with that bull, and then she just started flirting with guys randomly in town, and started seeing others. And it was like a phoenix from the flames. Just she was on fire, and her confidence was mind boggling. And, and the I could go on and on about the experiences during that was that was last fall, about a two or three month period. And and the crazy things that we were up to and, and the scheming we both do to try to try to schedule these dates and, and hide it from the kids and and you know, a lot of people complain about working around families. And actually as a cuck, I love it. It's fun. It's the sneaking around, the the manipulating, it's just another level of kink to it. But, um,
0: uh, yeah, it ups the naughty factor.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's had its ups and downs. It's, there's been a lot of, a lot of negatives in it, but we just, we both enjoy it so much. We didn't want to give it up and taking those breaks were probably necessary. Even, even when things are going well, sometimes I've talked to a lot of people who, who have commented on how, like I mentioned last fall, I'll call it a frenzy. They use the word frenzy in the BDSM community when someone is new to that kink and they jump in and say, give it all to me. Mm-hmm. I want, it. and they end up getting hurt emotionally or, or just physically. Um, that would be with the BDSM, the physical part, but uh, unless he was too big, I guess maybe there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and I think that she experienced a bit of a frenzy last fall. And I, and I know that parts of that were a little hard for me. Like I was kind of feeling like at times that I was just pushed to the back burner, but I was, I was so fulfilled watching the joy that she had. And and in the end, I've found that my, my desire for the kink, the, the porn viewpoint of it as a cuck would have. And I still get turned on by all these things, but really Now it's just about compersion. It's just about seeing how she has changed as a woman. And it's so beautiful. So
0: I love that so much because that's that is something that I've talked about a lot on the podcast is that there is this other unexpected benefit to this kind of relationship is witnessing that growth with your wife. It just witnessing her becoming the sexual being the confident sexual being that that she's always been but she's just now able to to explore and right. that is not something you think about when you're watching cock porn You know, all those years ago, and you're like, oh, my God, that looks so hot. And I really want to see that in this angle. And this guy needs to be this big. And you're not thinking about any of that. You're just thinking about the fantasy, how hot it is, all those specifics, not even realizing, hey, there's this whole other side to it that you won't even know until you get there. Yes. So trying to explain that to guys is... Is key because um, I've seen this many, many, many times. What you went through where you said you feel like you lost yourself. You were damaging your relationship while trying to save it, which is not going to work. Um, and and it, it's because that you feel like that deep seated fear of she's going to leave me for another man. You feel like that is somehow within your control if you are able to control the relationship, which is not true. So that is the number one fear from all the guys I've talked to out there over the years about cuckolding. That is the number one fear is, well, no, it's tied with another fear. Actually, these two fears are tied. Okay. But it's very, very, very way, way, way up there. That guys are fearful of their girlfriend or wife, partner, whatever, is going to leave them for somebody else. And then what, what, do you, what do you do? What do you do? So and the other fear is, that, uh, is discretion. They're super fucking scared of anybody out there finding out that they're into this kind of relationship. Which sounds like you guys are not super paranoid about it. But you have your levels of discretion, right? But holy shit. The fear that these guys have is unreal. Like, it's unreal.
1: (laughs) We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Hey, did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program, too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three week course and an interview with me. So join now at VenusConnections.com and use the code TOP Tier 2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's VenusConnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get The relationship of your dreams.
1: (laughs) Well, there's there's a fear that's worse than losing your wife to uh, another person, and that is staying in the relationship with no duty other than to be a roommate. Um, That's a fear, too. And and, and that being said, I, I have to preface it. The lifestyle can be lived in so many ways. And and so many people don't understand this. You know, if you talk to a cuck who says we don't have sex anymore, or we don't have intercourse, I should say, they say we don't have intercourse anymore, that's fine if that works for them. So I just wanted to preface with what I said about being the roommate thing. It it's different for everybody. And and as as you and your partner go through this journey, don't look at other couples if you're if you're getting on The social media, or the or the Moan apps, or 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 hearing the interviews on on the podcast, and say we have to be like that because it's not. And even if it's you got bumps in the road, you still I guarantee you we're going to have more bumps in our road. We're not done having bumps in the road, but we'll talk about them and work through them. And we might take a break. We're we're on break now. She changed jobs. She's had so much confidence that she took a leap of faith and changed changed jobs, and she's in training and doesn't have time. You know, she's working long days and, um,
0: so look at that. It's affected other parts of her life as well. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Amazing. But you are absolutely right. That fear of losing your role in the relationship there of so many guys say to me, I have to have these rules in place because if not, she will lose respect for me. She will not respect me as a man anymore. And, And I can't have that because then what am I? Then what happens? Then it is like worse than her leaving him. It is like now he's like disrespected and not thought of as like a real husband, a real partner anymore. This is definitely a huge fear. But I think what you've done with your story is shown that if you, if you really, really trust your partner and that was what it comes down to you said your wife is your parachute right you said your wife will catch you she will catch you this is what women do we we are there for our partner and that's why I said to I've said to so many guys before I'm like okay you think she's gonna lose respect for you let me tell you by you trusting her enough to let go She is going to respect you even more. And I know this because I have heard this from so many women. So it's just a matter of letting go and letting her catch you. Right? She's your parachute. She's going to catch you. That's just really powerful. It's really big. And I'm so glad that you're sharing that story because this is, like you said, something that a lot of guys are going through. A lot of cucks are either going through, have been through, or are going to go through in this journey. These are big fears. These are big components. That part in the beginning where you talked about being a mini Spielberg cuck, where you just wanted to direct everything, where you wanted to dictate how big the guy's dick had to be. Right? (laughs) This is very, very common. It's so funny you said that comment. (laughs) I'd have been like, the fuck? Right? But I get it. I've heard so many from so many guys over there like, okay, he has to look like this. He's got to fuck like this. He's got to, you know, be available during these times. He's got to, you know, be, um, wear this thing or do that thing or whatever. Like, it's basically like, you know, you're sculpting this perfect cuckolding dildo walking dildo basically right you're not actually even seeing this person as a person which is again what you went through where you were like oh my gosh like she wants to have that connection with a real person and up until then it wasn't it was just some random dude who was gonna you know check the boxes a b and c dick size you know dominance you know stamina whatever the fuck you know And now she wants like a real, a real connection, which is what a lot of women want. I will tell you that right now is one of the biggest fears that women have when it comes to this lifestyle is safety and security. We are not very comfortable with sleeping with random people. It is not a comfortable experience for us because this is not something that, you know, is has traditionally been safe for us to do. I mean, it just isn't. It's, it's just not comfortable it takes a lot – I've had a very fucking scary experience where I thought I was going to fucking get killed, raped, you know, beaten. Like, it was awful. It was – and these are real fears. And so I get how women say that they want to have this connection. And when you said your your wife really wanted that, I understand that. But along with that comes that fear of, like, oh, our feelings going to be caught now? And holy shit. How was that – how was that for you, knowing that this is, you know, a really big, deep-seated fear that, that guys have, how was it for you to have her say that, like, you know, I feel like I'm having feelings for this person, and this was your friend, like, this was your, by the way, how how did that go along, because most people are, like, terrified of people finding out, so they would never involve, like, friends or, you know, people who know you in vanilla land.
1: So, right so first to answer uh what it was like when she said she wanted to to have a connection with whoever she was seeing i think i was somewhat understanding of that i suppose because we were what you know five four years into i don't know we we, we'd been doing it a while and we were at a point where we could have that conversation or i had grown to that point i mean if she would have said it in the beginning I never could have processed that then. That's not to say that someone else can't because they have the education up front before they even begin the lifestyle. Uh, but I understood it. And even going back to when I mentioned that first time she reached out and took my hand and looked at me and the look of fear in her eyes, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll see it in, in cuckold porn and, it, and it's it's kind of sexy to a cock to see that look that you want to be the protector. And and. But if I saw it again today, I would be sickened by it. I, I would never want her to be in a sexual situation and look at me with fear in her eyes.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that's how I would say I, I kind of could process it when she said she was ready to to have feelings. And also, you know, by benefit of of maybe, you know, I set I'd make up these rules and, and she wasn't able to stick to them because when you're in the heat of the moment, when you have feelings, it's difficult to not enjoy them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, as far as it being a friend. So it was someone from school when I was younger and, and I really hadn't associated with him much for about 20 years. I mean, I would see him around town, but we didn't, we didn't hang out. We were kind of taking a leap because there was no real conversation per se up front about him being discreet, but he was in a divorce at, at that point in time as well. And Discretion was to his advantage.
0: Okay. Okay. For that factor. (laughs) That makes sense. They they were split up
1: um, and in the process of divorce. But, you know, after the breakup, even probably before, I'm not sure, we're pretty sure he told some people, some of his friends. I mean, I've run into them around town and, and it seems like they look at me different. But, of course, you're going to assume if you think they know, you're going to think that they're looking at you funny, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, we don't want everybody to know, but we're not—we're not running around in fear of it either. But we're at a point in our life where it's not going to affect our jobs. There'd be a little explaining to do with older teenage children, but I think the youth these days have been raised in a accept everybody environment.
0: Yes, they're you know. so open-minded about different dynamics and stuff like that. Yeah, right. absolutely.
1: Well, there's been a joke or two. Oh, really? But <laughs> the kids have. You know, kind of a, and you wondered, were they joking or were they, <laughs> have they caught on, you know?
0: Oh, I bet they know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, they're probably not going to care anyway. I don't know.
1: <laughs> as long as they know that home is stable.
0: Exactly. And that you're happy, that you're happy yeah. and in love. Like, that's all that matters. Um, okay. Okay. We have gone on a little bit over time, so I will wrap this up. I have lots of other questions for you. Maybe we could do a moan chat together as a follow-up where I can ask you some more questions. Listeners of the show will be able to ask you some questions on the app, and we'll be able to um, just ch- chat about about your story. It's such an amazing story. Where can people learn more about you or contact you is there somewhere where they, they can go for that? Uh, yes.
1: Obviously, the Moan app. And if there's anybody out there that hasn't tried it yet, you should. And it's community. You know, you can talk about your fantasies, your kinks. And it's changed my life. It's changed my mental health. So I'm SlurpyCuck on the Moan app. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at SlurpyCuck. And you can email me directly on my kinky email, and that is edadams4444 at yahoo.com.
0: Okay, and I will I will post those all of that information and the links in the show description notes for today. Slurpee Cuck, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Okay, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, There's a pillow talk coming up. So if you want to join me live on Crowdcast on Friday, March 31st, it's always so much fun. You get to hang out, ask questions, enjoy a fun little pillow talk evening uh, to kick off your weekend. That's Friday, March 31st. You can go to venuscuckoldress.com. On the events page, there will be a link to register. Also on venuscuckoldress.com, you can book a private chat with me. You can read the Venus blog and access my secret Snapchat group. You can also send me a question or comment for the show. And last but not least, make sure you follow me on Twitter. My handle is at CuckoldressV. That's it for this show. We'll see you next time. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know I've talked about a really, really amazing sexual activity other than cuckolding, and it's called Sensual Massage. Now, I've received this a few times, and it is fucking mind-blowing, I'm a huge fan, but there just hasn't been any kind of place for guys to learn how to do it. Not that I knew of anyway, until now, (laughs) I came across this video, this sensual massage video that is on xoafterglow.com, which is a pretty cool site. It is porn that is meant to be real educational, entertaining, of course, um, but really cool made by women and lots of different kinds of porn as well. So I found this video on there and I was like, oh my God, yay. It's really hot. It's this real couple. And he's actually, in the beginning of the video, learns how to do the massage. he's obviously watching some sort of instructions. He talks to his wife about it and um, she's on the massage table and he gives her an amazing sensual massage. Now, it's not as long as I would like as far as length of time, but the video is great and I'm so happy to see it. It's really hot. It's really sexy and it just mm, presses all the buttons for me. <laughs> so if you want to check it out, you should go to exoafterglow.com. And right now, if you enter the code Venus, you can actually get one week of uh, free access to it, a free trial. So that's exoafterglow.com. Enter the code Venus. And the link for that, if you are not going to be able to remember, is in the show notes for today. Enjoy.